Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode. So we've been talking a lot about social media and followers and stuff like that. But this week, um, I am going to talk to you about newsletters, emails. It's one of my favorite and a very hot topic recently. And I think a lot of people are still struggling to start a newsletter. They don't know if they should start a newsletter. So here are some tips, here are some thoughts and some prompts, and I hope this is going to be useful and that you can finally take action because that's all what I always want for you, dear teacher, dear listener. Um, so I'm going to start by telling you why I think you should start a newsletter, or even if you've already started but maybe are struggling, I want you to listen to this and think, yes, I want to keep going because this is important. So the reasons why it is absolutely crucial that you have uh, an email list, basically, it's not just a newsletter because there's so many different things you can do with email that are not just a weekly newsletter. Um, if you're in any way struggling with content, if you find it frustrating if your followership on Instagram or other social media is a little bit like all over the place or if you're struggling with consistency you definitely need an email list and newsletters remember that the most important thing and people talk about numbers and money and uh, why it's effective to me that specific statistic um, made the whole difference it's Apparently, 30 times more likely that a person who is on your email list will see what you've got to say, will read what you've got to say, rather than see you post it on social media. On social media, we rely on um, social media algorithms. We rely on people who own social media. With email marketing, we own our lists. So there is no such thing as a, I mean, I guess there is a tiny bit as like optimal time as whatever those, those things really be going viral or not. Those, this stress is gone. So if you are a person, and I think so many teachers are, who likes nurturing really deep connections and who likes for their work to be meaningful, then I think email is for you. And another thing that definitely pushed me to invest time, money, and energy in learning 
and utilizing uh, email marketing is the fact that when you create something on social media, its shelf life is so short that it just, it was just killing me that I was spending time creating that content and then had to accept that it would die immediately, nearly immediately, especially on Instagram with things like reels. On With your emails, they stay forever. People can still dig them out or you can dig them out and repurpose them. I mean, you could potentially repurpose social media content, but we know how it works. It's just short and snappy and like, I don't know if anybody repurposes reels on social media. But um, I just think that it's so much more, more worthwhile to write emails to your list. Um, so these are the reasons. I hope this kind of helped. And now, I get it. Some people, and I know so many people here, uh, unless they work with me, but but if you work with me and you still don't have a list, then um, I hope this will also change your mind. Um, they struggle because they say they have this one argument, what the hell am I going to talk about to those people? What the hell am I going to write those newsletters about? And again, the answer is the same. If you're clear about the fact that you have a business, you're there to tease people into buying your offers at some point, this becomes 10 times easier. It is a mindset shift as well as a strategy shift. Because if you start your strategy on social media or on with email marketing from the point of I need to create some content, that then it's always going to be a struggle. But if you create your strategy from, okay, this is the offer that I'm going to, I want to promote even in six months time, whatever, this is the content that I'm going to create that will help people understand the benefits of that offer. It becomes so much more focused, so much easier. Um, so that's one thing. This is the strategy bit. But remember, there is also the bit where you are a human. And I think that we genuinely underestimate the power and impact of our thoughts, of our random ideas. Like, try and imagine or remember the last time you had a lesson with someone, whether one-to-one -one or, a, or a group class or whatever, and you said something so smart and somebody said oh my god yes this makes sense like people were nodding and you were like oh yeah that's actually super good or maybe you have a few of those little tricks or things the way you um explain grammar the way you give somebody an example so they uh, understand the way you um give them advice on how to do things on their own like it could be whatever honestly or the opinion that you've got about a certain technique, about a certain way of studying, about whatever, really. And you normally would share it, but only with your students. What if you shared it in that raw form via email or even social media, whatever? But it's just so nice that you can literally open your MailerLite, your MailChimp, whatever, your ConvertKit, I use ConvertKit, and you can just write an email about a thought that you had because you see your, the dots in your head are telling you, this is a valuable thought. There is relevance to my audience. I'm just going to connect the two and write a beautiful email. There is honestly, the satisfaction there is amazing. And also the reassurance that I wanted to give you here is that those thoughts matter. And you're 
the more you do it, the more you give yourself permission for to produce things that are not polished, that are not just like curated pieces of content or curated newsletters. Like I used to create very curated newsletters, but um, it's becoming harder and harder for me. And every now and again, I still feel like creating um, like newsletters that have sections if you've been following me or if you've been on my email list, you may have seen I had a section, like an introduction, then a little, like an index of what's going to happen in the email. Then I had a how-to section. I had an affirmation. I had a listen to and my weekly podcast. And I had a behind the scenes uh, bit. And tons of people write their newsletters like this. And I don't think there is anything wrong with that. But there were weeks when I was finding it a little bit too rigid. So my ADHD brain and my, um, like, <laughs> I love structure until I get bored. And then everything is messy until everything breaks and I need structure again. So I go through cycles. If you're like me, you might you might resonate with this. Um, but I give myself permission to create the content that I find the that I feel the least resistance towards because and obviously that is relevant and and like kind of I know it's valuable because it's relevant to my audience. Uh, but the more I practice, sending to the world things that are a little bit more raw, a little bit less curated, a little bit less like Canva project. Yeah. Like, like, like dressed in Canva slides, the more, the freer I feel about it. And it definitely applies to emails. So the prompts I wanted to give you, um, so you can make a list now or um, or or just pause this recording and think and maybe journal for a little bit. It's up to you completely. Um, the prompts I wanted to give you for ideas for your newsletter are go like this. So there's going to be a few. Number one, what is your favorite language point to explain in class and why? Use it as content. Number two, What's the question that you get asked often by your students and you don't mind answering? Number three, what do you think is the most important thing a learner needs to know before they start working with you? Number four, what is the most important quality in a learner that you value, and these are the kind of people you want to attract. Number five, what do you think is the biggest mistake your students' clients make when it comes to their language journey? Number seven, a little bit different, but also about mistakes, what is the biggest language mistake that they make, in your opinion? Why do they do it? And how would you help them to avoid it uh, in the future? Number eight, I hope it's eight, <laughs> is what is the language point that you could talk about forever? You may have lesson plans on, 
you may have um, like activities prepared for that you really like working uh, through with your clients and or students and why. And finally, what do you think, number nine, what do you think is an absolutely unnecessary thing that everybody thinks they need to learn, but it's actually completely pointless, in your opinion? So feel free to pause, go back to these, make a note. These are your ideas for newsletters. Make sure that you use them as prompts and don't try and be super like educational in it. Just share your thoughts. That's it. How would that feel? Because I think in writing especially, and while I have to admit to you, I'm I'm not a great fan of writing, but ever since I noticed what huge um, impact newsletters and my email art marketing has had on my business, I have started exploring ways of making it easier for myself. So rather than keeping it rigid, I've given myself space for flexibility and creativity. Rather than thinking that I always have to send a newsletter weekly, I give myself breaks. So it's also okay. Yes, it's good to, but listen to my episode from two weeks ago. Listen to this, to the consistency bit. Consistency doesn't mean every week. If you sometimes fall off the wagon, that's also okay. As long as you, as you use it to your advantage, that you use it to mention your offers. There is nothing easier than saying a little PS in an email and even in every email that you send and saying, hey, by the way, I run this course every now and again. If you want to find out more, just click here. And it feels natural. It feels totally natural. You've got control over it. Uh, there is also, ob- there is obviously talk about unsubscribers. There is talk about all sorts of things that you might be wondering about. But I want to encourage you to just start, to just think about how this could make an impact and feel like you're actually growing your business, not just growing, growing a following on, on, um, on social media, because it genuinely does uh, grow your audience. I also wanted to share that in my business, I have made this calculation that 60% of my sales come from email. So I think that might, uh, that might encourage you even further. All righty. And finally, I've got something super, super exciting to share. On, um, in April, we are running a challenge. We are running a challenge. Who is we? We means myself and the lovely Lauren at Copy Dad, um, who is a copywriter. So we're like a match made in heaven. We work with educators, teachers, language schools, and we're running a challenge in which we're going to help you start your newsletter in three days. Can you imagine that? Starting a newsletter in three days. So the challenge is on the 25th, 26th and 27th of April, completely free. Obviously, there will be a launch of something at the end. You can, uh, you don't have to be surprised here. Um, but the challenge in itself is going to be so useful that if you still, like even after this episode and with the ideas, if you're still not really sure about how to start, what to do, 
uh, we are definitely going to help you. So please join us. The link to join is underneath um, this podcast episode. And we cannot wait to help you start your newsletter because we know it's going to have a massive positive impact on your teaching business. All right. So hope to see you there and see you in the next episode next week. Bye. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers, including my one-to-one coaching, my business foundation course, The Rocket, or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.